Hello and welcome to The Skin You're In. I'm so glad you're listening. Please, if you haven't already, give us a like and a follow. It helps other people find us and I would love a review. Today we're gonna to be talking with my friend, Katie Ashley. She's an experienced practitioner in the UK and she does really beautiful work on with dermal fillers. So we're gonna be talking about dermal filler for anyone who really doesn't know much about it or is a little bit nervous about it. This is kind of like a primer on dermal fillers and how we use them in your face. Now in this conversation, we're gonna use the word volume a lot and I'm kind of feeling like that's too much of an industry word that it doesn't mean a whole lot to you, the listener. So I wanted to give you just a brief primer on how our faces age over time to help you understand why we're using that word volume. So you think of an old lady, a 90 year old, and a picture of her when she was 20. Her face looks different in those two scenarios, right? And that's due to three things in her face that have changed, her bones, her fat, and her skin. Our bones age by actually getting smaller over time. So your nice high cheekbones or your, your nice cut jaw get, actually gets smaller, leading to all of your skin kind of drooping a little bit. In addition to that, your fat pads age. So your nice chubby little five-year-old cheeks, um, they either get smaller and slash or they just fall due to gravity causing jowls. And then finally, your skin ages. You lose things in your skin that give it youthful appearance, things like hyaluronic acid, um, elastin, and collagen. And that leads your skin to get stretchy and thin and to not bounce back into place when you make facial expressions. So when we talk about volume or re-volumizing using dermal filler, we're talking about mimicking bone or fat to give you a more youthful contour. So that can be in the cheek area to give you um, back your cheekbones that you've lost, in the jawline, in the chin. In females, um, aging actually gives us a more masculine appearance because our chin gets smaller and it gives us a squaring off of the face rather than a nice heart-shaped face, which is very feminine. So those are all ways we can use dermal filler. I would love to hear your um, responses to this. If you think it's too confusing or complicated or was not helpful, please let me know. I really want to um, serve you and make things really manageable for you and um, empower you to make decisions about whether or not this is right for you. I'd love to hear your thoughts. So Katie, Ashley, welcome to The Skin You're In. How are you feeling in The Skin You're In today? A little rough around the edges. I went out with the girls last night, but I've got my makeup on, so hopefully I'm looking a little brighter than I feel. You look beautiful, and I love your Spice Girls t-shirt. Thank you, thank yeah. you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love it, I love it. I was totally a Spice Girls. Did you know in high school, I, did a, I won the lip sync contest doing Wannabe? Did you? And I Me. was I was scary spice. Were you? Do you know I always was? We had a group of like five of us and we all had to be one. Mm -hmm. So I would always be scary. Obviously, no. it's the mouth. It's the mouth. No wonder we get along so well. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should reenact that one day. <sighs> yes. Yeah, two scary spices. We just need a couple of wigs. Love it. I would love it. Um, yeah, I'm, I, you, I, I don't think you can tell really on the video, but I'm looking a little rough. I had some under eye PRP injections, so I'm a little puffy. Can you see? I'm excited to see the results of that because. Yeah. Oh, um, I love them. They I don't do that treatment and I, under the eye is where I could do with a little bit of 
help. So I'm interested. I love it. Um, it's not, it does, it's not for everyone and it's not for everything, but for what was bothering me, it works really, really nice. I love it. Good. Good. I have these like moms of young kids that are like, I just look so tired and it really just brightens everything up on the under eye. Ah, exactly what we all want. I know, but it's hard (laughs) being the provider to allow myself to look a little rough because I, 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 this is probably just my, I, I put it on myself to like, look great all the time because you're trying to tell people if you have these treatments, you'll look great. So I feel like I can't look not great, but sometimes I have treatment and I look a little rough for a day or two. But I think also if that, if, 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 you know, if I wanted to be one of your patients, I would want to see that. I'd want to see that, you know, Oh, here are the bruises. Like for example, on me today, I've got a bruise here under this, you know, yeah, bruise there. It's the reality of it. And it is nice to experience that you have to have either whether it's downtime, if you're somebody that, you know, wants to hide the bruises or if you, you know, kind of don't mind and you're like, oh, yeah, I've been for a treatment. A lot of my ladies will say I've been for skin treatment, you know, rather than Botox or fillers. And then it could have been anything, couldn't Mm -hmm. it? You know, a facial. Yes, exactly. She's got beaten facial. (laughs) Very, very firm facial. She got beat by her beautician. So I was glad that I did it because in the process of like having the experience, I realized that the tape that I have in my office is like not nice. And it, it like is very scratchy and stiff and it hurts your skin when you take it off. And I was like, Oh, look at that. I need different tape. Like I just learned how to make my patients have a better experience by doing it myself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's really important for us as well is I try for each treatment that I offer is to experience it myself as well. When then when I'm sat in the chair, sometimes you feel a little bit vulnerable sat in that chair. And I think Mm -hmm. nice to remember that, you know, and then so then that that just keeps that empathy there for your patient knowing kind of how they're feeling. The more the more that we can try, the better, I think, for our patients. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Speaking of our patients, we're here today for patients, maybe somebody who's never, ever had treatment. And we're going to talk about dermal filler. And I really wanted to talk to you specifically because you, you do a lot of filler in your practice, right? I see your before and afters and you are extremely talented. I mean, just really beautiful, subtle, natural, so beautiful before and afters. And you've been doing aesthetics for four years, right? Yeah, yeah, four years. So I'm a nurse. I've been, I'm a psychiatric nurse. I've been nursing since 2008. I started um, as an injector four years ago and two years ago went full time. So I'm full time in practice now injecting. So you've done this a lot. You've talked to a lot of patients, a lot of first time patients. And um, what I'd like to do for our patients listening or people listening who've never experienced filler is like start at the basics. And how would you talk to someone coming in? Because the filler that we see on TikTok, Instagram, et cetera, or even walking down the street is generally not good because if you notice it, it's not done well. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So how do you talk to people who come into your office and you're like, okay, filler is what is what's going to help you get the result that you want? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So often how I talk about it is in a way that I'm, say, for example, a a lady comes in and she's feeling a bit flat here, like say mid cheek, she's feeling a bit flat there. What I will discuss is that we lose um, volume here. And then because what people, a lot of people moan about is kind of down this area here. 
and flatness there. For anyone who's listening and not watching, she's squashing her cheeks together. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. That creates that fold on the side of the nose and down the mouth, which is often what people come in saying first. Yeah, so it's called the nasolabial fold. And or the marionette lines there. Yeah. So I will say, I will talk about I'll, the, about volume loss and the effects that it it has, like from the top of your face down to the bottom of your face. Um and I will describe the filler as re- adding the volume that they've lost. So revolumizing, but without, and I, I do use the words like, without making you look crackers, without making you look crazy. I do say this because these are the words that they would use as well. And they're like, ah, oh, yes, like few, few. That's exactly the way I don't want to look. So I say, we won't be giving you um like ledgers on on your cheeks here it's literally just to replace lost volume so in essence i'm not changing your face i'm just taking it back a few years Mm -hmm. um and i always say it's it's so subtle and it's so beautiful because this was the thing that i struggled with just say for example with cheek filler it's very difficult to catch it on a before and after Mm -hmm. because it's so subtle and it's like less than millimetres or millimetres difference. It's very, very difficult. But I always say, I used to think to myself, I absolutely love doing cheek filler. But I thought, what is it? Like, what is it about it? Because it's so difficult to go, oh my, like when somebody's had the lips and you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, you can really see the difference there. But it just, it's, what I say is it's, it's beautiful. It's very feminine. So it just gives this feminine lift again here and just takes a few years off. So again, taking them back to how they looked before, not changing the shape of their face. Mm-hmm. So it's never going to be that dramatic. I also speak to them about, with regards to filler, well, initially I explained that it's dissolvable. And if they don't like it at any point, it can be dissolved. That's always a sigh of relief for them because I don't think they'd even thought either way as to if I don't like it, what happens. I think they think they might be stuck with it. And then I also speak about, and I don't know, you probably do the same, but I always explain the amounts of the filler that we use in. Um, so I say, you know, the the teaspoon that you put your sugar in your tea with, so the little one, and they go, yeah, and I go, that's five mil. So we're using 0.5 and one mils maybe up to two mil, depending on what's needed. So we're talking at either a tenth of a teaspoon, a fifth, you know, half a teaspoon. And they're like, ah, and I'll say, so it's tiny, tiny amounts, but it can make a really beautiful difference. Mm -hmm. So I think talking about it in that way, they know it's reversible if they don't like it. And if they don't want it, they know that you can build it up. You don't need, you're not going all in and and it's going to look a particular way. If you want to start, with really tiny amounts get your confidence in that injector just being in you know in the surroundings that you're in experiencing the treatment itself also and then going away and experiencing the recovery as well then they can always come back and get more I totally agree and it's so funny I was actually listening to a podcast that was directed at injectors not at patients saying you should never say um, it can be dissolved. And from an injector's perspective, of course, and a patient never wants their injector to be like, oh, whatever, if it, if I mess it up, we can just dissolve it. That's not what that means. No. But I do find that, that patients really take 
kind of comfort in the idea, like, because they still have this in their mind. What if I don't like it? I ah. really do think they take comfort. Like it can be reversed. So I would find that like a relief, like, ah, okay. So this, like this, this, even if I hate it, we can get rid of it. It's not going, I know they're never going to want it dissolved. Yeah. That yeah. has never happened. So because the results are so beautiful and if anything, they're coming back because they're like, ah, oh, yeah, that was safe, but I would like a little bit more to just yeah. note it. But um, so, yeah, so everybody's different with that, with how they talk to their patients about it. But I'm always less is more. So I would, and, and I know that, well, we know, don't we, you, you vibe attracts your tribe. So I know my patients come in wanting less is more. Mm -hmm. And I totally agree on the before and afters. I have a really hard time I, at this point. I'm like, I don't even try to kind of post before and afters of those. Cause what I really love is like a full facial rejuvenation. So when I often I'll do like tiny amounts in the cheeks along with tiny amounts in the temple, tiny amount in the angle of the jaw, tiny amount yeah. around the mouth. So when I try to capture that in photography, it's so subtle that I feel like I have to like put arrows all over the place. Yeah. Here's where I did it. And, yes. but, but the thing that like, I always come back to is that those patients, and I, I guess, you know, everybody kind of just has to take me at face value. Like they walk out the door and they are so happy. Yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. I keep coming back to this thing that I say all the time, which is, it's not about what, how you look, it's about how you feel. Absolutely. And they walk out the door feeling amazing and it just like shines through their faces yeah. and you yeah. can't capture it in a photograph. And I think with that, what's nice, and I know what my patients are really grateful for is those reviews from those patients. Because again, it doesn't, the, the before and after is really helpful for a lot of people to see. But in those instances, like you say, there aren't many of my patients that would allow me to put their full face on. So we're a bit stuck with that, aren't we? So I think getting there comments after so feedback after so then when my patient so I have got a reviews part and they will go to that and you can hear it in the review like how happy they are and like you say that's that's all it's about that's absolutely all it's about because I love ladies coming and saying to me you know what do, what do you think I need and I, I always say, I don't think you need anything. Like, I don't look at faces and think you need anything. I love all the different faces. But what I want to do is, whatever is bothering you, you tell me what's bothering you. I'll tell you what treatments I can do and you choose. And then we go from there. You know, because it's about how they feel. There's no, I, I, I wonder from a patient's perspective if they're thinking, um, are they going to be judging my face? Um, when I sit down, are they going to be looking at this and thinking I should do this and this and this? It's never about that. It's always about what's bothering you. And if there's something we can do about it, you can choose what you want doing. Yeah, I totally agree. People say that a lot. You know, what, what do you think I need? And I'll say, oh, you don't need anything. But yeah. what's bothering you? Let's focus yeah. on what's bothering you. And yeah. if you love it and you have... Um, the finances to keep going we can yeah. always continue improving particularly in skin surface your skin yeah. surface can always be improved yeah. um, but let's let's deal with what's really actually bothering you and then yeah. you're gonna feel so much like better that yeah. you get it from and it's actually why um for the skin you're in i'm not sure if you know this but i'm also i'm interviewing um patients who have had treatments 
and um, letting them tell their story. You know, I'm a whatever, I'm a mom or a single mom and um, I love that. really thin upper lip and it bothered me. And I, you know, with COVID, I was on a lot of Zoom meetings and telling the stories. And I've had some feedback from people being like, well, are you going to show their before pictures? And I thought about it for like a hot second. And I was like, no, because it's not, what, not about, about what they look like. And it doesn't matter what you think they look like either. It's what yes. they wanted, you know, which yes. is like the beauty of finding an injector who's really excited to hear from you about what you're looking for and what makes, what bothers you, what makes you feel great. And then when you have that relationship, you might, like I have a couple patients who like they get hooked on something and they're like, I really love that. I want that or I want more. And I'll say, you know what? I'm concerned that if we do more, we're going to go over the edge, but I think, I know you well enough that I think this other treatment would really make you feel great. I think it would yeah. deal with some of the other issues that they're having. And I can go there with some patients. Yeah, um, but that's absolutely right. But that's what they would want also. What I always say is let's, because a lot of ladies will say, won't they? I've got a list as long as my arm of things that I don't like. And I always say, right, where's the thing that bothers you the most? We'll start at that. We go with their budget, start at that. And then often what they'll find is, say if they've got five things on the list, you do the first two, the other stuff doesn't bother them anymore. Because it's a bit like when there's, a, when there's a couple of things, everything bothers you, but then just soften a couple of lines or give a little bit of lift or a little bit of revolumization or, you know, promptness to the skin, whatever it is. And all of a sudden the other stuff's not a problem anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. And I've had patients that um, I find a lot of women in, um, you know, kind of like around the 40 year mark, they start to notice changes around in their lips and around their lips. So in yeah. the right part of the lip, they get those lines. Um, some people call them smokers lines, although there's not many smokers left anymore. But, no. uh, you know, from using straws or some people I find when when I just watch them talk, they have very tight muscle tone in mm -hmm. the area around the lip and they come in and they'll say, well, I want the, this is what bothers me, but I don't want lip filler. Yes. And I'll say, well, if that's what bothers you, yeah. you know, the reason that that's happening is that you've lost a layer of fat between the muscle and the skin. We need to put a little bit of barrier in there so that your muscle isn't just directly pulling on your skin. And then when I, when I restore the, the barrier um, between the skin and the muscle in the white part of the upper lip, then the pink part of your upper lip is going to look imbalanced. So you, you might want at least a tiny amount within the pink part. And when we go about that conversation, they're like, oh, okay, I see how that works. Because yeah. to them, filler is just big, fat, pink sausage okay. lips. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it is the wording as well, isn't it? So... I have people come for lip hydration. It's lip filler. You know, it's filler in your lip. But but saying it in that way for them is less frightening because the, the image that they've got stuck with lip filler is like what we know with the big trout pout and everything. So just having the hydration in it is having lip filler, isn't it? But it is probably the wording around it and knowing there's so many different functions to having filler in different places and the different fillers that there are well and two I think the word filler is kind of problematic because it literally to your brain filler means full 
Yeah. When, yeah. We, when we as health, as healthcare providers who are um, doing dermal filler procedures, when we talk about filler. So let's let's say our patient that's come in for a consult and they were like, I don't know what I need, but I this is my issue. And we've come to the recommendation like you um, some dermal filler is indicated for this issue. Um, how do you talk to your patients about what exactly filler is? Because when we say filler, we're talking about a, a thing. We're not talking about fullness. So how do you explain to your patients what filler is? There's a couple of way conversations that I have anyway, in that we initially just talk about the area of concern and how I can fix that. And I don't always mention that it's filler straight away I say I've got a skin strengthening technique that I've learned um, and then I will say it's using filler but not filler to volumize it's actually to strengthen the skin and then I go back to the basics with I, I always say you know our kids skin looks so amazing and it's so strong and you know they've got no lines it's because their skin is full of strength it's full of hyaluronic acid the filler is made of hyaluronic acid so it's re-strengthening your skin so that's what we're doing but I understand that initially when you hear the word filler you we always think volume um and I always say but there are so many different techniques and there's so many different firmnesses of each filler depending on where we're using it um and then I'll talk to them about the different fillers and what they're used for as to whether it's to you know, replicate bone or whether it's just to strengthen some tissue um, and just reassure them. And I think through discussion anyway for them, they gain that confidence that because I keep reminding them, you're not going to look crackers, you're not going to look and think, oh my gosh, why do I look like that? You know, literally, it's just going to be that you don't get the indents and the lines there. Yeah, I agree. And I usually tell people, I'll say it looks like clear grape jelly that's been pushed through a strainer. It looks yeah. like grape jelly. And, yeah. um, and I also talk to people a lot about like, you know, 20 years ago when filler first came out, there was basically like one type that was one consistency and yeah. no pro providers really hadn't figured out how to use it well so it was basically like shoving a brick under your skin and it looked really obvious and they you know practitioners really hadn't figured out oh we need to place firmer um filler deeper so that it doesn't yeah. look obvious okay yeah and um, they began doing that, placing it m deeper. But then when you place something deeper, you need more of it to have to yeah. have the same effect. Yeah. So we ended up with people getting a little bit overdone in one or two areas. But the other really important thing I tell people um, now is that we've got fillers, as you mentioned, that are all different strengths and they're all different stiffnesses. So yes. there are fillers, there are hyaluronic acid, dermal fillers that we can pl place directly into like the very surface of your skin and you will yeah. never see it because it literally yeah. is just strengthening your skin. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's not the same as it was 20 years ago. The technology has actually come a really long way. Yeah. And I think that just that education around that is, is massive because it's just people know that they want something, but they're not sure what they want. And of course we don't expect for them to know all this. Often people will come maybe just for one area and just think obviously they want to try it and see how they get on but then 
as they get more relaxed, they want to discuss other things. But this is another thing as well. So a lot of my ladies will say, but what if I really, really love it? And then I want to keep coming back for more, but and then I end up looking crackers. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, ah, right, yes. Everybody says this. And the other thing is, I think when you're choosing your provider, you know, you're also get, getting the knowledge and the trust that if you asked for something, and this is what I always say, if you asked for something that which I feel feel would make you look done, I, I wouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. I would explain to you, you no, know, because I think this is going to tip you into looking done and I know that that's what you don't want. And again, I know they gain comfort from that as well. They gain comfort from me saying, you know, no, you're not ready yet. Or, you know, leave it another three to six months because there's still quite a bit in there. Let's not, you know, overdo it. Yeah, exactly. And I I have um, a couple of people that I've been like, and they're like, oh, I just love it so much. And then I start talking with them about like, it's kind of a head game too. Because once you look at yourself in the mirror for five days, you don't really remember what you looked like before. Yeah. Um, so then they can start to think, well, that it didn't last. It went away. Yeah. Why did it yeah. go away? So they'll yeah, come yeah. And say, I want more. Yeah. It's the lips, a little bit more in the lips. And I'll yeah. say, so... So what I explain to people as like kind of the psychological phenomenon, which you as the psych nurse, you should probably tell more about this, but I'll say mm -hmm. what you're loving is the kind of little happy chemicals rush that you get when you feel yes. beautiful. And yeah, if yeah. you want that feeling, I feel beautiful, I feel refreshed, we can do that in other ways. Even yeah, yeah. getting like a nice facial or a chemical peel will give you beautiful glowing skin. Yeah. And if that's what you're looking for, there are other things we can do to, to help you feel really beautiful, but Absolutely. more lip filler is not the way to do it. Absolutely. But I also love as well, just getting, I'll go, oh, oh, okay. Right. Let's get your, and I'll say, send me your photo now. And then I put it up with the one before and yeah. I just send it to them and then they go, Oh yeah, <laughs> I can see. And there's still a lot in there. Yeah, that looks still looks really nice. And I can't believe they used to look like that. Gosh, yeah. and I think, but again, and again, so sending the before and afters beneficial for that. But the times that I haven't sent it or you know not kind of they've not asked for it, then it's always really helpful to show them their before. And I always tell patients like, make sure you have a good before picture of yourself so that. Yeah you have something you can look at to feel good about the choice that you made to come to me and have treatment. And, you know, I want you to feel good about that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, how do you talk to your patients? So you have a patient that came in, you've decided that dermal filler is the appropriate treatment. You've talked about what it is. How do you talk with them about complications? So what I, I'll, I can start. So Botulinum toxins are easy. They're very low risk. Even the risks that are possible are always temporary because botulinum toxin is a temporary treatment. Dermal filler is a little bit different because it is a jelly. If it's placed into an artery, it will occlude flow through the artery and it will prevent oxygen from getting to tissues where that artery um, goes. And if yes. that happens, we'll pretty much know right away. And um, I will inject the medicine that dissolves the filler and make sure that tissue um, blood flow is restored. Yeah. Tissue death doesn't occur for three days. So we have, this is not an emergency. It's an urgency, Yeah, yeah. Um, but we're going to deal with it. And I have other people that I can reach out to for help if we decide we need it. 
And in the very, very rare case that you think this is happening after you've already gone home, you're just going to call me and we're going to meet at the office and we'll, we'll deal with it together. Yeah. Like yeah. My cell phone. Yeah, that's exactly what I do. So I always say, I kind of do it with the, I say, for example, if we were to block the artery and the blood's not flowing through, I say, if left for too long, the tissue this side is going to die. And, I, and then I say, but this doesn't happen immediately. So I always say to them, I say, if you decide you want to go ahead with this today, and they're always like, I've already thought about this. I definitely want to go ahead with it. Because um, they've already done the research anyway. Um, I always say, when you go away today, I'm going to be saying to you, you, just say, for example, it's lips. They may feel a little bit tender. They may feel, they may be bruised. Um, you can take paracetamol. But if you get any pain or anything that you're not sure about, just message me. And I think my, I, my clinic's at home. So they know I'm not moving out anytime soon. I'm not going to disappear. So I say, I'm always here. So if the case is that we have any indication there might be a, an occlusion where the blood isn't flowing through I always reassure them because I've got a large stock of the dissolver in at any one time I say there are a number of things that we can do before we'll be you know take an aspirin apply heat let's see pop on over they will then come around to me and I'll monitor it mm-hmm so that's that's kind of what I would what I say to my patients. And I always tell this little secret, which I probably shouldn't put out into the world. But did you know that if your phone is on do not disturb and you call three times in a row, it will overcome the do not disturb? Did you know that? Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah. So you can Mine's start waking everyone up in the middle of the night. <laughs> Mine's never on do not disturb, but it is on silent at night sometimes. But again, you know, this, like you say, there's not going to be. Yeah. And yeah so I I yeah exactly I say listen just call me and and we will figure it out together and then yeah. um, symptoms of an occlusion meaning that um, dermal filler has been placed inside an artery are things like extreme pain you should never have extreme pain when you're having dermal filler soreness yeah. yes sensitivity yes you don't want to push on it yes but just sitting here watching TV or something, you should not have pain. That's not normal. And you no. should contact your injector. Um, and then if you have white appearance or gray appearance, particularly if you press on it and it doesn't turn pink again, that's a, that's a, you know, a sign that you might have an issue and you need to call your injector. But in general, yeah. pink, red, purple, that's all blood and that swelling and or bruising and that's okay but yeah. you know, if you're ever concerned you should you should reach out to your provider because it is an important an important complication yeah very very rare though what what did we we did some research what did we decide was the um incident well it's less it's less than one percent isn't it yeah i want to say it's one in 300 i was thinking 300 so it's pretty rare i mean you think yeah. about trying to put a needle in in a in a piece of thread basically, you know, that's how yeah. some of the arteries are in your face, you know, so we don't want to mess around with it. We take it very seriously, but at the same time, we, we do like to talk with everyone about it and make sure they know how to handle it. Absolutely. Lumps and bumps are totally normal for the first four to six, even eight weeks. Yeah. If you persist beyond that and they bother you because sometimes yes. it's like you can feel it under there, but yeah. it doesn't, you don't see it. It doesn't bother you. No, and, and the, that's the yeah that's the other thing is it's doing a job isn't it and that's what I'll always say because 
some of my ladies. So, for example, if I've done um, filler down here sometimes more superficially in this, and I had a lady the other day and she was like, well, when I do this, you can see it. <laughs> and I said, do you walk around going like that? And she went, no, and I went, well, you're okay then. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, no, there is product there. So it is doing a job. As long as you can't see it, yeah. generally day to day, and it's doing what we want it to do, then that's fine. But I get it. It's new and it's in your skin. You know, it's underneath your skin. Yeah. It's, you're not going to know until you ask. Yeah, yeah. And all of the other kind of like little, like, quote unquote, complications are things that aren't going to injure you. They're not going to really, you know, they're going to be pretty um, manageable in the moment. If you think you're having an issue with your filler, contact your injector, you know, do all the things that you should normally do. But the, 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 you know, a, a, occluding a vessel with dermal filler is an issue that needs to be dealt with immediately, basically yes. within three days. Yes. Yeah. Um, but everything else is kind of like, okay, we're going to handle this. Yes. Yeah. Uh okay. So we've covered how, what is filler, um, complications, risks we've touched throughout about how it can help restore, you know, contour to the face. I often will tell people, um, it's not about even necessarily lifting. L lifting is a, is kind of a taboo word in dermal filler because it really doesn't lift in contrast to a face lift, which actually lifts. Um, but I will say it, it helps to soften the light and shadows on your face. And that's, what's just distracting your eye. So yeah, yeah. the under eye shadow is something that really bothers people. And I'll say, I can soften that shadow, but be careful about wanting to obliterate something that's normal. Like go home yeah. and look at your five-year-old. Your five-year-old has a shadow under their eye. Um, mm -hmm. The difference is that in your five-year-old, the shadow continues up to the lateral, to the outside part of the eye. And so it's not distracting too, because it frames the eye nicely. What becomes really distracting is when the shadow continues down the front of your face. Mm -hmm. I can adjust the way that shadow falls by using dermal filler. And that's how I usually describe it to people. So it's, it's not really a cure all. It's not going, if you're 75 and have really loose, thin skin, that's probably not, at least not the only treatment that you'll want. Um, yeah. I talk about things, but yeah, I talk about the illusion. It gives the illusion of lift. Yeah, it kind of just draws the eye up, draws. Oh, when, yeah. When and you look in the mirror, when you look at someone else, it draws the eye up to the eyes, which is where you yeah. want them to be looking. And sometimes yeah. too, I'll say to people, you know, if you would ever consider having a facelift, I would recommend going to a surgeon and talking with them and deciding if that's something you want to do. And then after you have the facelift, dermal filler might still help you, give you yeah. a tour that you yeah. would like. Um, but it's best to do that after the facelift. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, I, um, I realized that I never got to ask you at the beginning, Katie, will you tell us where you're from? Cause you have a lovely accent. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I'm from the UK, um, in England, a, um, a place called Derbyshire, like middle England. Derbyshire. Derbyshire. <laughs> When we first met, I tried to teach Katie how to have a Boston accent, and she tried to teach me how to have an Eng English accent. Yours is much better than mine. 
I don't That's know what I'm going to say. Well, okay. it might not be fair because I'm not actually from Boston. Oh, right. Okay. I'm from New Jersey. Oh, okay. I should okay. have gotten a New Jersey accent because I can do that all day. Yeah. <laughs> Next time. Next it's time. not flattering. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your expertise with us. Thank you for inviting me. And I love what you're doing here with this, you know, all aimed around from the patients because we see lots. I suppose we get to see lots of these, whether it's lives or, you know, um, whether it's on YouTube or wherever, but it's always teaching the injector. Whereas I think, you know, to focus this on the patient and from their perspective, which sometimes is a little hard for us to get back into it once you've been injecting for quite a while is really beneficial. So yeah, I, mean, I hope it helps people. I hope it destigmatizes a little bit. I think that aesthetics in general are rap like continuing to rapidly change because it's actually such a young field really yeah um, and it, and it's just continuing to change so it can be really scary for patients to, to decide okay I want to go in and do this absolutely so, and because there is so much choice now as well there's so much choice so just being able to get these this educational stuff and these tips and just a little bit more information they're going to feel probably more confident than walking in especially when they come in to see you they've already seen you on here so and you yeah <laughs> like the, right. the internet friends isn't it you meet yes. internet friends. you think you already know them it's kind of nice I like it I do I have a lot of people come in and say that they feel that they already know me and I'll say well if you if you watch me on Instagram you do because that's the real me <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. For better or worse, I don't know. Very entertaining. <laughs> Very entertaining. So keep it up. Oh, it's good to see you. And um, you. chat again soon. Yes, lovely. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Please, again, give me your feedback. Let me know if that was helpful. And come back in two weeks. I'm going to be talking with a client of mine, Jane, who actually felt her transformation came from dermal filler. So uh, stay tuned for that. Thank you.